Hey guys, before we kick off this week's episode, I want to share with you a quick message from my pal Viv about her podcast, How to Own the Room. Hi, I'm Viv Grosskop. I'm a writer, comedian and presenter of How to Own the Room, the podcast where inspirational women reveal the secrets of brilliant speaking. I'm also completely addicted to me and Orla, and I love hashtag authentic. You can catch up with me on episode 56, where Sarah and I talk about how to be a brilliant public speaker on your own terms, especially if you're an introvert. If you like the sound of that, check out my podcast, How to Own the Room, for no-nonsense advice on confidence, presence, and overcoming anxiety. From Mary Portas talking about having goat voice in the boardroom in her 20s, Nigella Lawson on the blessings of being shy, and Stacey Dooley on what it's like to be on TV for the first time when you have no experience. And here's a preview of our latest guest, Hillary Clinton. I took a speech class when I was a sophomore in high school, and I was the only girl in the class because it was considered an easy class because all you did was stand up and talk. So it's filled with these very big boys, what we call football players. And when I would have to give my uh, assigned speech, I'd have to stand up in front of these, you know, very intimidating boys. And the teacher would sit in the back to see whether I projected or not. And the boys would be saying things like, oh, that's a dumb thing to say. Or, oh, come on, don't don't give us that, Hillary. I mean, they would be harassing me, kibitzing well, I'm trying to give the speech to get my grade, and the teacher didn't know they were doing it. So I had a trial-by-fire kind of experience learning how to speak, uh, but I think it's not something you wake up and do well. Every great speaker practiced, 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 and I just can't recommend that highly enough. You can hear more on How to Own the Room on all podcast platforms. Meanwhile, to Sarah, Orla, of course, and everyone who listens to Hashtag Authentic, I'm sending vibes of creativity and inspiration for all the rooms you need to own in your corner of the world. This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives online. I'm Sarah Tasker and this is episode 79. Well, hey guys, how's it going? I'm good. I hope you can hear me okay because there are two kids. One of them's not mine. Um, My husband, the birds, the dogs, the cats, all clamoring for my attention tonight. It has been one of those weeks. And you know those weeks where technology just continually lets you down and sucks all of your time. And of course, I'm getting ready to launch 15 Minute Magic, which launches next week on Monday. So it was the worst possible timing for all of these things to unfold. But I have kept going and I've kept going, I think, because I'm just so excited for this product to be out there in the world. In case you've not already heard me talk about it, here's a quick rundown. It is called 15 Minute Magic and it's based on the premise that we can do anything for 15 minutes, even if we don't want to do it. So I'm specifically talking to the people out there who make the same to-do list day after day and carry the things over and never quite get round to them. To the procrastinators, to the people who are mired in struggle and self-doubt and never quite take action on your dreams and goals. In the programme, I'm going to be sending daily activity prompts to everyone, direct to your phone, because of course inboxes are 
Distraction Central, and they're going to challenge you to take 15 minutes of specific and targeted action for your creative work or business every workday, weekends are sacred. So it might be blog related, or it could be a Pinterest or an Instagram task, something for your mailing list, or a worksheet, an audio download, or just a video message from me. And every day, we build up those results, that momentum. We're going to be cheering one another along in the community as well. There's loads more to it. There's going to be monthly snail mail postcards coming directly from me through your door, drawn by Naomi Bulger, who you might have heard in episode 71. There are resources and tools to help you better understand and overcome all of your procrastination problems. There's printables, there's live community calls, there's a chat room, and there's just far more than I can possibly fit into this little pre-podcast spot. So we're going to be starting on Monday, the 6th of January, 2020, but I'm pre-selling it. So enrollment is going to open on Monday, the 25th of November, if you're listening to this live. If you're listening to this in the future, the plan is that I'm going to run it quarterly. So swing by the website to find out when the next one starts. Somebody asked me this week how long the enrollment period would be open for. And I had to say, I don't actually know because I've never sold this before. So who knows how long it will take? We've got a limited number of spaces. So it's going to be open as long as it takes to fill up all of those spots. I'm giving a special reduced price for this first course, especially for people on my mailing list. So make sure you hop onto that if you're interested in joining me. And there's also going to be payment plan options available because I know that this is basically the worst time of year for me to be selling anything, but also the best time to start something new, right? Start of January, jumping straight into our goals. I am so excited for it. So if you want to know more, Or if you just want to grab some free prompts so you can have a little play at the whole idea by yourself at home, just go to meandorla.co.uk forward slash magic. So that's me, M-E and Orla, O-R-L-A, dot co.uk forward slash magic. And of course, the link will be in the show notes to this episode too. Okay, so on to today's beauty of an interview. My guest this week is EJ, and he is one of my longest standing Insta pals. We've followed each other for forever. He's one of those infectiously joyful people who you just want to talk to or listen to for hours. He is a woodworker, a BBC presenter, a transgender man, and more recently, he's even become a cancer patient. And all of these things are documented through his incredible words and his pictures on his Instagram account, Hatchet and Bear. So we had this very long overdue Skype chat talking all about Instagram, authenticity, digital well-being and the power of having a really good gang of online pals in your corner. Hi EJ, welcome to Hashtag Authentic. Hello, how are you? I'm good. This is a real treat to be speaking to you in real life. Oh, is it? I know we've known each other for so long, haven't we? So long. Over the socials. Yeah. And... um, but yeah, this feels this. I don't know. It doesn't feel like I've never spoken to you. It feels like I've known you for like ages, and this is normal. Well, that is the magic of Instagram, right? Like it breaks down all those barriers and gets us all familiar with each other. But for anyone who's not already familiar with you, could you just give a brief intro to who you are and what you do? Oh, a brief intro. That's so <laughs> difficult. Well, I might you've you've got half an okay. hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep it short. Okay, so. Uh, I am on Instagram as Hatchet and Bear, and I guess most people would probably pin me as a woodworker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm often in the woods 
um, playing amongst the trees and I make stuff out of wood. I have an online shop. I sell stuff. I also do a little bit of TV presenting about making things. And um, yeah, but it's not necessarily about that. I think I'm more of a communicator of ideas mm -hmm. and I happen to be working in wood. I think I think that is how I would pin myself. I think that's a really interesting distinction, actually, because, <laughs> yes, like I've, I think I probably first followed you for the beautiful wooden spoons. But what kept me engaging with you and what made me feel like I really got to know you was the wider topics that you talk about and the, the storytelling and just your outlook on the world. Mm. Well, I, I can't really help myself. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, there's this interconnectivity everything is relative everything is connected so even though my you know I love I love working with trees I love making things out of wood you know I guess you could call me a woodworker but it just seems like everything's relative so I always seem to be able to pull in lots of other subjects and talk about lots of other things that are completely connected to that as that's interesting. That's something some people really struggle with. I think like people who come to me with their Instagram and they're like, you know, I do this one thing. Nobody else is going to want to hear about anything else. But like you have built your brand on the fact that you are open about loads of other areas of your life as well as you, what you do with like a what do you call it? Like a, a whittling tool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, I can't, I can't really help it. And, <laughs> and also, I guess that word whittling, I've often thought, God, am I whittling on too much? <laughs> am, am I sort of skating off and, and, and out of control onto just so many other subjects? But then I think to myself, well, it just is what it is, isn't it? And I've never really... Uh, I've never really tried to restrict myself on Instagram. Um, you know, that in itself is a huge subject, isn't it? There's, you know, I could talk about accounts that I see that actually I'm quite envious sometimes of accounts that manage to maybe stick to a certain sort of colour palette or a mm. tone or a certain kind of lighting or shade or, you know, just just subjects. They, they keep it quite tight um, I don't think I really do keep it that tight. I mean, I don't really know. I just don't really restrict myself. When you say brand, um, I even kind of think, oh, I don't know, sometimes I think, do I have a brand? <laughs> um, I guess I do. But it's interesting to see how other people talk about it um, and how I think about it is yeah. sometimes very, very different. Because it's not been a conscious choice. It's not like you sat down and made a brand board and said, these are the things that I'll talk about. It's just you and your personal brand is literally just you. I've often thought, I'll be completely honest about this, I've often thought um, maybe I should have sat down and thought about it a bit more. <laughs> I think, um, you know, there's, there's, there's the whole money thing, like there's loads of money attached to mm. being a little bit more, um, you know, strict and confined and you know maybe having that color palette and that tone and that subject um I think do you know what I mean it's like it's attached to all those things and then I just thought to myself well obviously I don't really care about money as much as getting across these 
you know, the, the messages that I'm trying to convey. I really enjoy information giving and mm. I really enjoy entertainment. And so those two things are far more important to me than kind of making money off the back of it or calling it a brand. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. is much to my detriment. My my wife will often tell you these things. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've just, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? I've never really... I've never really concentrated or been bothered on some of the things that I sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should have concentrated a bit more on them. And then I'm like, no, no, I really don't want to get involved in all of that. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. I Well, I it doesn't surprise me at all. And I, I kind of see it as like a spectrum. Everyone falls on a different place. So for some people, like they are only on Instagram to sell their stuff. They're not interested in anything else and they are just going to do what they need to do to sell it. Whereas, yeah. especially for some of us who have been there a bit longer, I think like that's not why we started. We got on there because we had things to say or we wanted to be talking with people and making connections. And so to imagine if you only were allowed to talk about woodwork, like you would have run mm. out of stuff to say an awfully long time ago, I'm guessing. Exactly. And it's interesting you say like, and you touch on like the olden days of of Instagram, and I think you know it has changed so much. Um, and there are times when you know there have been you know larger sort of multinationals contacting me to be involved in you know branding and all this mm. stuff. And I've always always steered away from that. And and there is no real uh, you know answer apart from it just doesn't feel right to me i've got absolutely no um no problems with with people doing all those brands i think it's great i think that's a great move for many people to be involved in that but none of that kind of stuff has ever felt right for me so i've never gone near it and it's interesting because when i've seen instagram change i feel like my my little account is still um it's still very much rooted and feels mm. like and has all those vibes from the kind of olden days yes. of, uh, of of Instagram. So I still get to connect. Um, I'm not particularly interested in um, the numbers. I understand the numbers. I understand, you know, timely posts. I understand all the kind of back end workings of Instagram. And actually, it's really really interesting but I never get too involved with it because I find if I get too involved with it it takes me away from those lovely golden oldie days of Instagram where we're you know we're connecting in a different way we talk in a different way um, we post in a different way yeah. and I don't want to lose all those things because they are integral to me and my entertainment my information giving and everything that I love about Instagram right and if you strip that away it stops being fun and then very quickly you probably stop engaging with it yeah exactly if I strip that away it becomes not me it's not authentic to me so um you know I could it's probably it sounds horrible isn't it but everything is about me <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just honest this again, everything is about me and if it doesn't if it starts to come away from that then I'm like what is it because there are there, there have been times I mean you know how long has it been now I think it's been since 2012 I've been on Instagram and it just for me, you know, if I start to do anything different, um, I feel like 
I come unstuck and it doesn't feel like me and it starts to go in a direction I just don't like it so I always try and keep it um, central to you know how I'm feeling what I'm doing what I'm thinking and then I just convey that through my posts Um, and yeah that that seems to work for me and it really is the kind of the recipe is you know if it doesn't feel right I just don't do it I actually think like it probably doesn't feel like it to you but that's kind of a superpower because so many of us have lost that connection to like our gut instinct of does it feel right for me is this going to be the right choice like we have the answers but it's, it's almost like everything you learn from like starting school up to adulthood is all about drowning out that voice and doing yes. what you're told instead. Yeah. And I'll be completely honest. I, you know, um, I will be the first to hold my hands up and say over this, you know, since 2012 there it's a learning curve. So I have, of course, I've done things on Instagram yeah. and I've posted things and I've been like no that doesn't feel right I'm whipping that right off now and there have been things that I've left on there and then they've kind of there's been this sort of um this slow burning no that doesn't feel right and I will go back and take stuff off or I will go and edit and be like that wasn't that that wasn't quite right and maybe you know maybe I did tap into a different side of me and I did um, I was doing that for the numbers and I, I will always kind of go back and think, no, that just doesn't feel right. Let's get it off. Um, so there is that as well. There has been that whole kind of learning curve, too. Because it's, this is something I say quite a lot. I think Instagram is almost like a tool for self-discovery if you use it in this oh, way. Because therapy. we get to experiment. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of therapy because you go, oh, OK, I said that and this is how I feel about it. Um, yeah. And you learn like it's it's like the, this is the one thing I can still remember from maths GCSE is trial and improvement when you you keep guessing and every time with yeah. every guess you get a little bit closer to, to the right answer. And that is all of social media. Only if you're paying attention and only yeah. if you're open enough to to be willing to actually tune in and listen to yourself and to you know come clean with yourself be honest with yourself tell yourself off take that post down (laughs) or (laughs) repost um or you know even talk about the fact that you don't I mean you don't have to of course you don't have to do any of this but for me personally um it has been like you say you know it's it's a real tool for getting to know yourself it is it can be therapy but only if you're going to tune in and listen and be honest well, beautifully put. I think we could. That's the that's the sound quote for this episode that's going on Instagram. <laughs> and so, over this time, like you've been very honest about a lot of areas of your life. Are there areas of your life that are absolute no goes that you've just automatically kept away from social media? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I mean, the reason you know how I can say that is because it's not over yet, and yeah. I think we are you know I have become um I think I'm not going to put it all down to Instagram but um you know life life is fluid and I am open and I think you know as I progress as a person there is there is no bounds um throughout any channel of communication for me and Instagram is one of those so although it's very I guess it's very public I do feel like I have my, I mean, everybody is welcome 
to my Instagram account. And I feel like I do have a really lovely, organic core following that has been there from the start. They are amazing. And they, you know, that continues to grow. And I feel really like, I feel a little bit protective of those people that follow me. And I feel like I can kind of, I don't, it, nothing feels awkward. I don't know many of them in real life, of course. I think there's like about 33,000 lovely followers now, but some of them have been there from the start. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just feel like I can pretty much say anything. And I, you know, it's a lot to do with me as well, how I've grown as a person. Um, I feel like I've kind of grown up on Instagram. Same. Uh, um, and so there's no, uh, you know, I'm often saying things where I think, I don't, I, I think, God, oh, that's either quite, that's, that's a lot or that's deep or that's, um, you know, that's, that's quite a bit of information about me. Do people really need to know that? And then I'm like, well, take it or leave it. I, I, I like to think I kind of um, express a lot of stuff where people may find it of use or of help. That's another thing I, I kind of like to convey out there. It's like, you know, take, take from it what you need. Cause I, I, yeah, I don't really have a problem with sharing this stuff. Like, yeah, I think it's surprising how many people forget this, that you can take it or leave it. Like it's, it's the internet, it's free content. If this isn't for you, don't read it. Like just move on. True. That's cool. True. But I'm, I'm really lucky because on, on, you know, that's kind of, um, what was I going to say? With the, with the take it or leave it thing. Um, I feel like that was probably a little bit of a blase comment on my part because it, it really is, I guess it is take it or leave it, but it's more like I like to think that it's not anything that's kind of throwaway. I don't, I don't say anything that hasn't, that I haven't thought, oh, I'm just going to put this in there um, as a filler or anything like that. I mm. like to think that everything I say has value. And with regard to the reader or the listener, it is take it or leave it. But I really like to think that someone will be taking it and it would be helping them in some way um, or making them think maybe in in another way or maybe, you know, posing something that they they've not maybe considered before. But then I don't like to be like, you know, I'm this person of importance. I mean, who am I? It's not. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't I don't kind of read too much into that whole thing but there is that consideration like I don't think um I, well I like to think I would I would never be posting anything that was just a load of crap <laughs> put it yeah, that way yeah. um shallow I, I you know I, I would never like to think it was shallow I like to think it has depth which is a high standard to hold yourself to like at the moment I'm not posting very much on Instagram and it's for that reason because I'm like if I've not got something I desperately want to say right now, it's just noise. Like, I don't just yeah. want to be like, happy Monday, just for the sake of engagement. I hear that. And I, I think that's a really good thing because, you know, why why do that? Because you, you wouldn't feel good about that anyway. You'd no. go back and think, oh, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good to take that time and just, uh, it's a, it's a considered approach, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. On a related subject, I suppose, have have you ever worried about or have you ever experienced rejection from your audience? I'm thinking about like some of the topics you talk about, particularly thinking about like your transition and being trans. 
those are topics that we know can cause some people on the internet to be not their best selves. I was ready. I I had a virtual um, rolling of sleeves up my arms <laughs> in preparation okay. for, you know, a, a, a darn good trolling. Um, <laughs> but um, as I was saying before, um, I was really bolstered by the fact that I have this lovely, organic, long-standing tribe of Instagram followers mm. who are my Instagram family. So although I thought well, you know, coming out as trans um, and doing doing a post about being trans on Instagram could possibly or, you know, I really was expecting something because I, um, you know, even though I have my tribe, I, I added a few hashtags that would obviously invite a whole new kind uh, of yeah. um and 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 you know I was I was kind of so I was a little bit scared but I was quite excited as well as to find out exactly how that would go and also I've always been of uh I've always thought it's not my problem anyway so whoever comes into this arena who might have a problem with anything I mean it could be a, a problem that doesn't um it could be somebody that doesn't like trees. It doesn't, it could be anything. <laughs> somebody that doesn't like woodworking, somebody, it's all the same to me. It doesn't matter whether you think um, you have a problem with me being trans or whether you have a problem with me being a woodworker. A, a, a troll is a troll and that problem is not mine. <laughs> Do you know you what I mean? You can't change who you are in any of those capacities to suit their... Exactly. That that problem lies with that, that, that person. Either they're, you know, they have a a problem in their life or they're unhappy in some way or they're having a bad day it is absolutely nothing to do with me and uh, you know when people ask me about um trolls and you know people giving them a hard time online I always say this this is absolutely not your problem um and so yeah so I was I was kind of prepared and ready for something but you know what nothing happened mm. it was it was really <laughs> bizarre absolutely nothing happened in the way of um any nastiness or anything like that I do have though quite a heavy filter on my Instagram account um you know for keywords yes I had a lovely a lovely day one day sitting down tapping them all in and all their various spelling um, yeah. <laughs> because trolls can't <laughs> spell so you need to be creative <laughs> Uh, yes, so I, I was very creative, and it's 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 not particularly a nice thing to sit down and have to do. So, um, but there we are. You know, it's something that I felt that I needed to do long ago, just because it's not necessarily for me. But I don't necessarily want my um, lovely followers having to wade through and be part of that either. So, long ago, you know, I put a filter on. So I think that probably. Um, maybe held the fort a bit but yeah I haven't really had any bad stuff go on on my account ever that's amazing and I'm I'm, uh, you know I'm I'm completely open to the fact that of course it might because obviously that's the law of probability numbers grow and um, other things you know like uh, trolls uh, possibly come come along don't but um yeah nothing nothing yet um still working <laughs> 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 I've got my sleeves partially rolled up um yeah 
Oh gosh, I've got so many things now I want to follow up with. First of all, um, for anyone who doesn't know, we should say, so the keyword block on Instagram, you can go into your settings and you can literally say any words that you do not want people to comment on your post. So like Trump, whatever you don't want people talking (laughs) about in your space, you can block that shit. And I have a list on my website. I will link to it in the show notes of like just a big copy and paste where you can stick a load of words in. But EJ, I'm thinking I might need your words to add to my list and update it. If you don't mind going in and finding them. The most offensive email that you will ever send. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. But I sometimes, you know, I have a lot of fun with that stuff. Um, especially like, you know, cause, because I, I thought, um, you know, some trolls, they do get around the word blocks by creating a different spelling. Yeah. So obviously you have to be creative yourself and you think, right, what what ways could this be spelled? So, you know, two T's, two L's, two, you know. Yeah, an emoji, and so, all that <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, there is no end to the amount of word blocks you could and combinations you could it's like code you know you could you could put in so much stuff at some point you have to stop but I don't think there's any limit to what you can put in and obviously you put it in relevant to your you know whatever whatever words you need to put in but um I my advice would be if you ever find yourself sitting down having to do this um make yourself a coffee have a slice of cake and make it a fun thing because otherwise it can be quite depressing have fun with it Um, (laughs) there's also a feature I feel like this is a good time to mention for anyone who's worried about these topics where you if you do get a persistent person who keeps commenting rather than block them you can they now call it I think limit them um but basically it means they still think they're commenting and it looks to them like they're still commenting but nobody else can see them that's right so they're just going around in an echo chamber. Yeah, screaming into the abyss. I love <laughs> it. And it's better than blocking them because if you block them quite often, they just make a new account and come back. Yeah, so it's just it's delightful. So those are options available to everyone. What else was I going to Where else was I going to go with this? Oh, I, so I wondered, you talked about like metaphorically, psychologically rolling your sleeves up. Did you need to wait till you were in a place where it felt you felt ready to share, like ready to hit, to deal with whatever came? I um, I didn't feel like I was waiting, but yes, that time just kind of popped up yes. and I, and it popped up and I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's now. Because um, to be honest, I um, suppose the best way of, of describing that is that I, um, I forget most of the time that I am trans. So on that note, um, I wasn't really, it's not something that I was waiting to do. It's something that came into my mind and I thought, oh, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm going to post about that now. That's, it's, it just, it just kind of came up for me. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to come out about this soon. When am I going to do that? Shall I do it? You know, what, what, when shall I do it? And it just wasn't like that at all. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of popped up for me and I was like, oh, this this is a this is going to be good. Let's do this, um, and let's see what becomes of it. And hopefully, it'll it'll help because I think I mean this is, you know, it could be, it could almost be its own account, and that's something I considered. Is that um, that's the thing, isn't it? I've been kind of you know trotting around as this woodworker and you know making all these things and connecting my Instagram account to my online shop 
and it's all been about trees and woodwork. But then I think to myself, oh my god, if I if I come out as trans, do I do I create another account because it's or do or do I just add it into the mix? Yeah. And like I said before, it becomes interconnected. And it's, you know, it's all, it's all just connected. And in the end, that is kind of what happened. I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, make it into another subject, another Instagram account. Mainly, again, it's all about me. I thought, no, I can't cope. Yeah, I can't cope with another, another account. <laughs> um, I know some people do have, um, you know, I do have my, I have since uh, created an EJ Osborne account, which is kind of more like, you know, it's me and my, it's me and my cake and my coffee and swimming around in a pool just because I wanted to create a little bit of separation where I could have a bit of fun and maybe not um, concentrate too much on photography. It's just a bit more of a relaxed approach, but mm -hmm. it's not it's not a different subject area, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're not um, compartmentalising like a part of your life. Exactly, exactly. And for me, yeah, that just made it, a whole lot more easier and I just thought and it is kind of it does it is authentic do you know what I mean and yeah. it, it, everything is interconnected so I just kind of I've just kept my life as one big subject and of course now there's even more things coming into the mix um, and you know that is life this my my kind of um, take on it is come what may and and many things are coming into life and it's about staying fluid and just rolling with it and you know putting everything in there I mean I you know I love my photography um and I always have done so it's always I'm always gonna have you know a bit of a thing going on on that account with yeah. the way it looks um and that is because you know that is my style and that is me and that is the way I like it to look um on that hatchet and bear account um like i said for the days where i just want to be like hey look at my new flip-flops <laughs> <laughs> you can head over to ej osborne for, for some extra ej <laughs> it's just kind of another form of creative expression in the end isn't yeah, it? Like, i totally it get is. that it is there's so many pictures of poached eggs on there <laughs> <laughs> instagram um, staple and actually like yeah. i'm kind of glad that you went that route i think because from kind of a broad view of Instagram, I think that's the kind of representation that that makes change. Like, you know, somebody might not go and search and follow a specific account of someone's transition, but they will follow a whole person living a whole life where that's just one factor of who you are. And through that, yeah. you get that opportunity to educate and to maybe, you know, inform and help people move along with their views. Mm. Well, True. And to be honest, there is not enough time in the day. I would probably love to be posting much more about it. But there's that whole balance in life, isn't there? Yeah. So I am, like I said, most of the time I actually forget I'm trans. And a lot of the time I'm engaging in woodwork. And then there's this other kind of thing going on where, you know, I said, so I understand about the numbers. And you have to be really careful, I think. Or I, well, I can only speak for myself, actually. I, I have to be really careful because with that back end of Instagram and with those numbers, um, 
they can be quite addictive. They can yeah. act like a drug. So, for example, I have noticed throughout my different postings on different subjects, if I post a picture, a transition picture, so that would be something really punchy and powerful, like maybe me before I transitioned, uh, um, you know, when I looked female, as opposed to obviously now I transitioned, you know, I'm a bloke. I look like a bloke. And if I post a picture of that, that commands massive hits, massive numbers. And so much more than woodworking. I mean, I was happy with my, I'm totally happy with my woodworking numbers. And, you know, obviously I post because I'm happy with those posts and they convey all that inf lovely information that I want to share. But between the two subjects, um, there's definitely something in it. You know, people yeah. love that punchy transition is exactly that word. You know, it is a transition. And I think people, you know, when they're looking at posts, there's nothing like that kind of before and after post. Yeah. It really taps into people and the numbers prove it. So when I look at those numbers, I'm like, oh, my goodness. If I, if I wanted to... Um, really soup up my account I would probably chase that chase transition a transition account but you know like I said I'm not that interested but there is definitely something in those numbers so when you first look at it when I first look at it I'm like oh numbers and then I'm like oh so what numbers yes it does give you a little poke in your psyche like some kind of addictive kick it is and I, it really is <laughs> Yeah, and I think you know. I mean, there's lots written about it, isn't there? Now, yeah. Um, you know, what what are we? What? How far into Instagram are we? Are we ten years on yet? No, we're not ten years Nearly. on. Nearly. I think we'll have a big thing, won't we, when it's ten? But there's lots of there's lots of psychology into it now, isn't there? About just 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 likes and and all kinds of things on social media and how it affects your your psychology. And I am very aware of that little kick that you get when you see numbers and then I think so what yes that's so healthy <laughs> I try and keep it that way yeah like that that's like ninja level <laughs> self-regulation <laughs> well I have to be I have to be because you know that um is related to so many other things in life um right obviously you know a broad a broad subject but I think it is really wise to be an observer of yourself when you see something like numbers and and clock how it makes you feel yes. and think and think about it. I mean don't be too hard on yourself Christ <laughs> <laughs> don't beat yourself up oh no oh no you I know, liked I my life what does that say about me oh I'm such an addict but I think it's wise to be an observer of yourself in those situations for sure I always say to my husband my favorite people the people I just connect with are the ones who do this stuff regularly like our brains are like toddlers just unregulated mm. running around going oh cake oh likes and just <laughs> doing whatever they want to do and there's a separate part of us where if you kind of tune into it you can be the responsible adult with the toddler going should we have cake later let's, <laughs> let's you know what about this over here true um true. and you can like you, you can just tell you can tell as soon as you talk to someone who is used to doing that practice and 
then you can kind of connect with them on a, I don't know, a wider level or a deeper level. But yeah, there's some magic in there, definitely. Mm, yeah, definitely. Well, my my toddler runs around often, um, you know, screaming for cake. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it can be the same with those numbers. I think, yeah, it's just it's just about being a little bit mindful about it, observing yourself and thinking. And you know what? I don't even think there's anything wrong with if you're the kind of person that chases that and thinks yeah, yes that's what you're there for those numbers all I'm saying is it turns out that when I look at it it's like no no that's not for me thank you very much and I do hear from a lot of people and I do see a lot of people who have fallen into that trap one way or another because like the golden post is different for every person for every account but you can hit upon it by accident and then get so pulled so pulled so far down that path where that's all you do for months yeah. and then like yeah. the dopamine hit stops working and you don't care about yeah. the likes anymore and then you're like oh crap this isn't what i wanted to do like what am i doing here and it's very hard <laughs> to then pedal yourself back true, to where true. you were before you set off that wet way i mean I've, I've, there's, I feel like there's some mistakes I've made on Instagram that I can't, um, I can't correct that I've had to let go. So my biggest ever post in terms of numbers, um, and I say that only in terms of numbers because I often think, you know, like I've already said, numbers is not necessarily always where it's at for me. So, you know, my, my personal biggest ever posts are not to do with numbers, but this particularly the, the one um, where I was coming out as trans, I've actually deleted. I deleted it one night and this is my, I think it was like, I don't know what it got in the end. It was like over 4,000 likes, mm. which is massive for, for my account. But um, I actually took it down a couple of months ago because I was sick of it. <laughs> I was sick of the attention it was commanding and it was one of those decisions. It was one of those decisions that I made um, in the evening when I I just, I can't remember how I felt now entirely, but I knew that I was kind of, I was just sick of this post and there was no other reason. It wasn't like, I just, I just, um, you know, you make these decisions. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that because that <laughs> post actually had many functions that I liked, which is that it was like um, maybe helping people or, you know, it was, a, it was a milestone. And I started to feel all these things and I was like, damn it, I shouldn't have taken that post down. But it's too late now. Oh, it's too late have, and I need to move on. You should have archived, <laughs> archived instead of delete. That's the secret because oh, you can I always know. bring it back. I should have called you, babe. I should have called you. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I call me an Orla? She would have said, do this, not that. You fool, <laughs> you foolish person. Um, but it's done now. And it's and done. there have been, you know, there have been other things that I've deleted for, for various reasons and then thought in the next moment the next two minutes the next day the two, the next two weeks I thought oh I shouldn't have done that <laughs> and, and it's, it's it's odd isn't it because after that thought I then think god what is this strange Instagram thing that's making me think and feel all these things yeah. we didn't have this before I didn't have this years ago this this Instagram thing has become like it's it's this weird thing isn't it it's this weird thing I've been doing it for so you know what I can't imagine it not in my life now how strange is that yeah but if you said like if there was someone listening to this who um didn't use Instagram at all like you know of a different generation maybe or just someone who wasn't on their radar 
they would think we were completely insane to be talking in this level of detail. Oh, and then Absolutely. I deleted it, and was it the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's difficult to remember, um, but I but I can remember. There are there are flashes of <laughs> of memory before Instagram, and it's like, oh my god, you know. I mean, I remember before the internet, just about, um, and it's um it's it's odd because it's just such an integral. Well, let's not let's rec- let's take that back. I don't want to use the word integral because that's probably a bit too much. But it's it is a big daily part of my life now. Yeah. Um, Instagram and and actually I've I've reeled it in because I think uh, there was a peak for me a couple of years ago where I got far too involved and far too stressed and far too worried about um, you know thinking about Instagram in the day um it was it was it's just so much part of my work two years ago when I was when I was building my online shop I think I did just get too involved in um in thinking about it so I have there have been points where I've had to reel it in and I think that's that is why you know I've had to work at it I've had to work with Instagram and I think that's why I'm at a healthy place now because I did have to, it was, it was a bit hard um, before. There was just, it was just too much. <laughs> I was like, get off me. <laughs> get off my shoulder. Get off my head. It was like one of them cats. Stop coming out to lunch with me. Spits on your head. <laughs> get away from me, you beast. Um, I, I meet a lot of people who are still in that place. And that, it's interesting because I don't think that they existed. As, like It wasn't as common for people to feel that way in the earlier Mm. days and it does seem like now more and more like people I speak to I'm like oh Instagram is breaking you like you need (laughs) need to get off it for a bit because this is not making you happy yeah yeah and you know what it can be as simple as stepping away for you know making making that agreement with yourself that you will step away for x amount of days or weeks I have found that um in the past I I mean it's worked so much for me that I don't need this anymore um but or currently um but I there have been times in the past that I made that agreement that I would step away for a couple of days or a couple of weeks in fact when I've said a couple of days it's turned into a couple of weeks because it's felt healthy and it seems to have been the natural progression that yes a couple of days turned into a week or two's break and it has been refreshing. It has been healing. Um, it has been everything that it was, you know, intended to be. And and then you come back and you're like, right. Um, and obviously, if you've sort of been mindful and observant of, of yourself and what that's given you, you should come back with, um, you know, a feeling of, of being refreshed and feeling a bit healthier about it and I think if you don't you need to go away and do it again (laughs) um that's that's kind of how I see uh, have have felt it out um in the past and it's always worked and I think that's a really simple tool to step you know put it down and step away and it's it's completely fine to do that people really worry but I know I've said this in a recent podcast episode, like I took a really long break over the summer, came back and had like the best engagement ever because Mm. people, you know, miss you or people remember you. So 
Like, yeah, don't yeah. don't be afraid of that. It's kind of raining in the toddler again, isn't it? It's going, okay, it I'm putting you in Instagram timeout. And you, you, you will undoubtedly know from that experience, especially as it was a long break, is that, you know, nothing bad happened. Everybody yeah. was still there. We're all still here. It's all fine. Everybody's everybody's waiting, but they're not they're not on your back about it. And I think I think a lot of people really understand as well the need to um, take a break. And nobody has particularly ever badgered me about taking a break. It's more like you come back and it's like, oh, it's great to see you. You know, we've we've missed you, and you know we're we're here now to receive whatever you're going to give us again. And I think that's a great thing. But again, when you're initially sort of trying to put it down these are the things you worry about I think I've heard from quite a few people that have tried to do it and I think those were my initial thoughts where you think everybody's gonna leave (laughs) everybody's gonna unfollow I'm gonna come back to something in tatters and nobody's gonna be there and I'm not gonna be able to pick it up but actually you come back and you're better for it and everybody else is excited to you know, see see what's going to happen next. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to put down, but it's absolutely the best thing to do. And you know, I think I can I can uh, from my own experiences, I can tell you that nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> so before this call today, I was like, I was looking through your Twitter actually, and I saw a tweet yeah. where you'd said that you always forget that you're trans and you forget that you're a BBC presenter. Yes. Um, and that those things are worth celebrating, especially in combination. So tell me about how the BBC thing came about. So, um, it, again, uh, interestingly, um, I have always pretty much got every bit of work through Instagram. Hmm. This is this is quite a I feel like that's quite a monumental statement. But um, to cut a long story short, hashtags have got me everywhere. So <laughs> I think the link into TV is from having my Hatchet and Bear account, growing it, um, connecting it to my shop. From that, I obviously, I have, I wrote a book and I think that gave me quite a bit of profile. And I got asked to help out on this BBC show called uh, Money for Nothing, which is a, it's become a daytime staple and it's about all things upcycling and craft and I got asked to help out on it to be a maker um so yeah to, to help upcycle things so I did that for a little bit and then um they said you know we're making so many of these shows now we're being we're being commissioned by the BBC to make so many of these for daytime that we we need another presenter um because uh, my other two presenters that I work with uh, Sarah and Jay, they they like, you know, we're, we're busting at the seams here. We need a third presenter. So do you want to try out for that? And I was like, God, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a crack. But I was up against some, you know, seasonal professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'll never get that. They're just making up numbers. And um, yeah, but I did get it. So I screened for it. They, they took me down the recycling centre and we did some talking to the camera and we did some making in my workshop and yeah the 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 key was I guess um as you said I'm a bit of a chatbot (laughs) I'm a real talker and the only um you know the 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 thing with presenting is translating that 
um, being a talker and being able to speak to a camera like you're actually speaking to someone in the eyes, you know, straight in the face, Um, which is I found a real challenge, but I love a challenge. So um, I think there's some some very early episodes. I mean, I've been doing that for two years now, but um, when I watch early episodes... I think, my goodness, yeah, I was, I definitely started there <laughs> and, I've, and I've come a long way. Um, but I love that challenge. Again, you know, I'm all about communication. I love communication. I love communicating ideas and I love entertainment. So when I was asked, you know, do you want to try out and be a presenter? Um, I thought that really, that would really suit me because I can take all this stuff I, I enjoy doing. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter whether it's been on social media or writing a book um, or teaching, you know, I teach workshops. It's another it's another facet to being able to communicate ideas and, and, and entertaining, you know, and talking to people. It's just a different medium. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I love a bit of that. And, <laughs> you know, it turns out I really love it. Um, so, yeah, it's been amazing. And you're not someone like, I think people hear this and maybe will think, oh, well, he must be like always on stories or doing IGTVs. And that's how they knew that he would be good for TV. But you're not really a, a story. No, I'm person. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbish at stories. I have, I had think. So I do occasionally pop stuff up in stories, but I'm like one of those boring people that uses stories as a kind of signifier that I have just made a new post. <laughs> yeah. Very boring, very underused tool but yeah I don't I don't use stories properly uh, probably but um the thing is is because I think you know I've been doing so much presenting um that I kind of get a bit um like oh no I can't do stories as well I've just I've just talked to the camera enough and also I don't know I don't think don't think I'm very good at stories. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. I talked to a really massive camera for telly, and I think that just that's it for me. I'm like, right, I've done my day's work. I can't be talking to stories now. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what I mean? I kind of do my bit over there, and I would love to. You know, the other thing is, and I'm sure you probably get this. There's just not enough hours oh, in yeah, the day yeah. to keep up with the functionality of Instagram. Um, there's that whole area, isn't there, of um, people that have, uh, you know, they they employ people to work their accounts mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, again, something I've never wanted to do. Um, but I completely get it. I mean, it's a full-time job. Oh, my gosh. Like, and doing um, lives and now IGTV. And oh. it's, yeah, it literally could just be your whole day. And yeah. and yet, to be honest, like, it doesn't need to be because you're showing, like, you can get the results you need from just being specific and knowing what's the right bit for you. Yes. And also, I think, you know, for me, it's probably really important to mention here that I am a little bit of an Instagram purist. And by that, I mean, we go back to that golden oldie subject again, Instagram in the olden days. For me, it really, photography is my thing with regard to Instagram. So now I've got no problem with stories. Um, and I understand that is the, you know, everything's always growing and 
functionality it was of course it's wise for instagram to add all this stuff but for me it will always be rooted uh, the the heart of it will be in photography so lovely lovely imagery i don't i don't even really do videos on my grid because i really just liked it to stick to photography um i've tried adding a few videos in the past and again it's really simple it just doesn't feel right to me i like it to be clean simple photography and then that's your creative outlet that's your escapism you get to make it what you want it to be uh, yes but then also i kind of i just like things to be really simple i think when i've sort of dabbled in maybe putting a video on my grid it the thing that doesn't feel right about it is that it's just too this is going to sound a bit odd, but it's just too complicated. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know like what you it. mean. I just, I just want it to be a photo, and that's it. I think you can say a million things with a photo. Um, again, you know, I, there's so many accounts that I follow that I love that are like practically all videos. Um, it's just something that doesn't work for me. It's funny because in the early days of Instagram, like it was really reported as its biggest strength was that it was just so simple. Like all you could do with it was put a picture and write a little caption. And that was your mm. lot. There was nothing else to mm. do. Like there was, you couldn't even DM, could you? I don't mm. think. Back then. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm one of these, I'm one of these people that when Instagram started to add things and when they do now, so even like, you know, um, filters and funny, funny Snapchatty kind of stuff <laughs> up in stories, whenever they add anything, I, I literally, you know, mutter to my phone <laughs> and like in anger, I'm like, no, this is, this is, I'm leaving. This is it now. This is it. You've gone one step too far. I mean, there have been so many steps too far that they have taken for me. And I found myself muttering at my phone, some, something at it. And then I'm like, you know, I clock myself. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? You're taking this too seriously. But again, I loved that. Um, that simplicity mm -hmm. and I think for me what I do now is I, I have those boundaries and I draw that line and I keep it you know how I want it so obviously it has all this amazing functionality if you want it there but I personally draw a line for myself and and mainly keep it to to just posting photos I saw someone on Reddit the other day who had just never updated their app <laughs> since, like, it was still blue. Do you remember when it was blue? Uh, and then, like, this last week, they finally were, like, locked out and not able to post anymore from the old app. So they were, like, being forced to update. But I can kind of see the appeal because it, it was, you get very attached to it as a, mm -hmm. a notion. And the old Instagram just doesn't exist anymore like that no. simplicity that that place it's evolved that's the thing isn't it you're forced with software and hardware in in on on all levels across all platforms you are absolutely forced at some point to upgrade so there's no there's no avoiding this um so again i think you know that if, if you are somebody that sort of struggles with that it's it's about um creating those healthy boundaries so whatever mm. whatever is going on you've got to it's, it's got to come back to you and you have to draw those lines and say okay that exists but I'm doing this with it because you don't you know apart from having to upgrade <laughs> <laughs> and being and being dragged along with that you know there are boundaries that you can make for yourself and I 
think you have to and you have to and it's it's just like drawing the same kind of boundaries with taking a break mm. um and and stuff like that um it's about staying healthy you're kind of king of boundaries here like you said to me <laughs> before we started the call I was like oh is there anything you don't want to talk about and you were like no I'm an open book and if I'm not then I'll just close the book <laughs> <laughs> well it's true and it and it goes back to the to the cake analogy because you know, if I if I don't draw those boundaries with with Instagram, um, I will go off and it's the same kind of thing. I will go in and eat the whole cake. <laughs> yeah, there is no one sick. slice. There is always the whole cake. <laughs> I guess kind of from there, the one thing we've not talked about yet is you have been struggling with your health recently. Yes. So that's another whole area that is just kind of... I. I guess you know that's also just started to relay over over Instagram of course because you know everything is relative and I am an open book so there is now the addition of the diagnosis of cancer um, that I'm dealing with and again such a broad subject um, I'm doing it and I'm posting about it again because I think it's you know it's a really good thing to be able to to say this is what's happening. There's so many people out there that are having experiences with cancer, oh, yeah. whether it's them or whether it's someone that someone they know. I'm not going to go into the uh, too much into the horrible statistics, but you know it's roll the dice. It's practically fifty fifty out there. And so, with regard to that, and uh, you know, with regard to the fact that everything is interconnected. I was like, I'm going to start posting about this. And that's not to say the woodworking stops or the trans stuff stops because within all of these things, life goes on. You know, I, I see these subjects as kind of big circles in life. And, you know, they, they, don't, they don't become me completely. Life goes on. There is still laughter. There is still sadness. There is still woodwork. There is still walking the dog. You know, we have to cook the dinner and take the kid to school. So all these things still go on. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm posting about that as well. So um, it's it's kind of busy times posting wise. It's <laughs> up got and skate, skating around out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that is happening, and um, it's kind of. I don't know. Is it relatively new to me? It is relatively new. I was diagnosed uh, in the beginning of uh, July. Um, and the, you know, I can say now that the, the way I would explain it is that the rug was pulled from underneath my feet in, a, in, a, in, a, in an extreme way. Mm -hmm. And I went up in the air and lots of my my whole life went up in the air lots of things went up in the air and for a long time until quite recently um you know it took me a long time to land so I came back down some things came down with me some things have stayed up in the air some things are never gonna come back like life has really really changed in many ways <clears throat> and um but I have landed. I have landed with it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. That's, this is what I'm doing. You're doing it. And you, <laughs> yeah, cancer can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a big, it's a, it's a massive subject um, in its own right. And I kind of, you know, with regard to posting, um, I think 
it's almost like the trans thing. It's almost like the woodworking thing is that, you know, I post very freely, but I'm also trying to, I think there, there can be a tendency to, yeah, um, not be contained enough or, or whittle on. Like I don't want to be confusing. Um, I've got lots of posts planned. So there's kind of, there's posts where I just post about, where I'm at and what I feel and then I've kept some stuff back because you know it's not even completely clear for me yet um there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning about lifestyle and about diet and about alternative treatments uh and about you know eastern medicine and western medicine and it's so this is new this is whole new world that I'm exploring for myself that I want to talk about um but also I want to know a little bit more about it before I start talking about it. Yeah, because it's that responsibility, I suppose, as well, isn't it? Like you have an audience. Exactly. You need to make sure that you're putting the right stuff out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then also, you know, I've had to kind of gather myself. And I think, yes, of course, there's authenticity, but um Again, I don't want to go too much into it being a complete and utter downer or being really upsetting or, you know, I think there is, you know, I definitely my style is to be a little bit more positive. So I don't necessarily feel like I'm holding anything back because it's naturally for me to be, you know, to set a positive tone. But I've. I've definitely needed to gather myself before I can go forwards with all of that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The sense I get when I read your post, especially on this topic, is that you're telling us things when when it's right for you. Yes. Like yeah. when, when you've done that gathering, I suppose. And it's those boundaries and actually I think it's really inspiring because you read it and it's it's not in that huge tangle of emotion that you're feeling right there and then in that moment. It's It's more of like a considered description of it which which means it becomes a neutral thing almost yeah so the difference the the big difference between posts that uh i center around cancer and posts that talk about anything else so craft woodworking being trans whatever um the difference is is that i am keeping a, a bit of a diary um that is separate to Instagram with regard to cancer. And I type, I don't type on my phone. I type on a keyboard on my iPad um, with regard to that. So when I make my posts that are centered around cancer, that is why they seem um, different. Because you've already processed it somewhat. Yeah. So I'm taking, I'm taking, um, sort of snippets from my diary and I'm stitching it together as a post so that is why it probably looks more considered and centered um is because it's it's yeah it's a different style of writing it's written it's totally constructed in a different way and using a completely yeah different time so woodworking is very much on the fly so if I'm in my workshop I can be I can put down what I'm making and pick up my phone and twiddle around with my thumbs and do a post on the fly in that moment you know the phone will be covered in <laughs> linseed oil and wood chips and that that is that is that is going to probably come across as that I 
think you, if you if you were to look at it, you could probably read it as such. Um, similar with the trans things, something, you know, I mean, I haven't made many trans posts, but sometimes something will pop into my head and I'll add that in. It may be woodworking and the trans subject. I don't know. It's whatever happens. But yeah, the cancer thing is because it's so um, it's just so big at the moment. And because I'm running this diary alongside, yeah, it will be a completely it's com constructed completely differently. Um, and I'm actually really enjoying that style of writing. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really nice way to write and it's just slowed down and considered and yeah I do I do paragraphs and everything I'm really proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, it's not sloppy it's, it's good stuff um so yeah well maybe there's another book in there one day oh you never know, never I, know. I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well I'm glad that you are taking care of yourself you do sound well so I hope that you're feeling well Yes. Yes, I am. I am. Well, like, like I said, kind of, you know, I've had it's uh, life goes on within within certain situations, within, you know, life events. Like It doesn't stop. And um, it would be probably, you know, strange for some people to hear that I have had, you know, since diagnosis, I've actually had some of the best days of my life. I've been, you know, working on myself um in on every capacity i i swim every day i've overhauled my diet i've been engaged in you know all kinds of mindfulness and meditation like never before and um you know i've had some amazing experiences and they will they will continue and i would never have had these experiences um quite frankly if i had never got cancer so it's it's a big bold statement, but I've also read that a lot of people um, who get cancer have experienced the same. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, I don't want bloody cancer. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's again, this is going to sound strange. It's not all bad. It is definitely not all bad. And I've experienced some amazing things and met some amazing people. And with regards to Instagram. Um, it has opened up a whole new uh, social arena for me um, because, you know, I'm now meeting a whole new bunch of people through uh, my cancer experience, through yeah. their cancer experience. And so, yeah, it's, it's big, it's big times. Um, and I am, I'm riding that wave. And, and a lot of it is on Instagram. Well, I want to say thank you because I think the way you communicate this of the the way you can pull out the gifts of the situation like it's it's really needed it's really needed and your voice is such a valuable asset for every one of us who gets to soak it in so thank you well you are very welcome and um thank you so much for asking me to be part of your podcast I feel I feel completely honored in fact I'm not entirely sure this is happening. I'm not. She can't be asking me. <laughs> what me? She can't be asking me. So thank you. So Do you know, I was, I was extra mad that you had cancer. Not only because <laughs> I was mad for you, but I was like, now he's going to think I'm just asking him because he's got cancer. Yeah. And he's been on my list for forever. He's getting that exclusive interview I before like, I pop my clothes. That's what she's doing. No, like. sure no. She knows what she's doing. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to think I just want to talk about that. But no. no so... No. 
Um, yeah, but... I totally do. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, but you know, no, thank you so much. Honestly, I was, I was, I was blown away, and I thought, wow, I'm on, I'm on, I've made it, I've made it. Yes, like, screw you, BBC. It's all about my podcast. <laughs> No, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's gone well. Tell everybody where they can find all of your stuff online because they're going to want lots more of you, I can tell. Okay, so you can find me obviously at Hatchet and Bear um, on across the, all the social media channels. Although I'm going to say here now, I just concentrate on Instagram these days. I know we mentioned Twitter earlier. Um, I just don't concentrate on that at all. It's kind of fallen flat on its face. So <laughs> Instagram, main account, Hatchet and Bear. Or you can, if you want to see me, um, you know, in, and my poached eggs and my new flip-flops, <laughs> you can check me out on uh, EJ underscore Osborne. Um, and then you can catch me on iPlayer. I think there's a there's a few dodgy episodes of <laughs> Money for Nothing floating around on there or BBC One 345 when we're on. Um, so cool much that you get to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that I'm a BBC presenter. I'm absolutely not your typical BBC presenter. Um, and where else? Yeah, if you see me in the street, say hi. <laughs> I'm always up for a hug. And you, you sell beautiful things that people can buy. Yes, well, there's not... It's all. It's just people contact me all the time. They're like, "You sold out when you put more stuff on." Obviously, I've had a bit of a health break, but there is going to be some brand new work coming up at Hatch and Bear. Uh, www.hatchandbear.co.uk is my shop, and there's going to be brand new work appearing on there in the next couple of months, and it's going to be quite different. Um, so there you go. There's something to watch out for, but I'm very excited about it. Well, I look forward to seeing it. And I'll make sure I stick links to all of that in the show notes too for anyone who oh. has already forgotten and can't remember to Google. <laughs> Thank you again so much. Okay, you're very welcome. I've linked to all of EJ's profiles that he mentioned in this episode's show notes. You can find them in your podcast app with this episode or just head to meandorla.co.uk forward slash podcast 79. I'm also going to stick a link in there for that 15-minute magic program I've talked about for anyone who wants to check it out. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please do go and leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help. And more importantly, please go and give EJ a virtual hug or high five and let us both know what you thought about our conversation today. I will see you next time if I don't see you online before then. I hope you have an awesome week.